If you got a Bible, let's go to the book of Matthew. Matthew 16. Let me announce, uh, how many is going to be water baptized today? Would you please raise your hand? How many? How many? Raise your hand. We got a good number here. All right. All right. Uh, when I get through preaching and the uh, musicians come back on stage, that's everybody's cue for you to go get ready. All right? To be water baptized. You got that? After I get through preaching, then, uh, then get ready. All right, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. Verse number 21 through 25. From that time forth began Jesus to show to his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. This where this conversation took place at was uh, Caesarea Philippi, and me and Kay was uh, privileged to be able to be there in August. Uh, the first time that I went to Israel back in 98, I did not get to go to there. It was right there where Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And Simon Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you've answered well. And it's like, I can see Simon Peter looking at the other disciples like, you know, <laughs> You didn't get it, I got it. So now he thinks he knows all the, the right answers because it's the same location, same, basically same conversation can, uh, continued on and Jesus is telling the disciples, this is what I've got to do. I've got to go die for the sins of the world. Then Simon Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, be it far from you, Lord, this shall not be. But Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Get behind me, Satan. He didn't quite have all the answers figured out like he thought. You are an offense to me, for you do not savor the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Say that with me. Deny himself. Again, deny himself. One more time. Deny himself. Easier said than done. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Selfishness is where sin begins, is what we're going to look at today. Lord, take the words that we will speak here and we're asking and praying, God, that it would penetrate the heart and the mind and the spirit of every person here, and it would be beneficial to them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Two birds flying south for the winter. As they're flying and they fly through Illinois, Elaine's so easy, she laughs. <laughs> Dave's got it made, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> and they fly over Kentucky. A frog 
as they land on a pond, a frog begins a conversation with the birds. Hey, where are you guys going? We're going to Florida. And the frog's going, oh, I'd like to go to Florida. Well, I'm sorry, there's no way we can take you to Florida. And they're about ready to take off, and the frog has this great idea. And he says, I know, I know how I can go to Florida. See this little stick over here in the pond? If you will take one end of that bird and the other bird take the other end of that, I can grab a hold in the middle with my mouth, and you can take me all the way to Florida. And the bird's just like, I don't know, I think we're probably strong enough to do that. Let's, let's give that a try. So they do exactly what the frog said. The frog grabs a hold up with his mouth. They start skimming across the pond, and here they're airborne, and they're taking off. And they're flying overhead, and they're flying miles and miles through the state of Kentucky. And about that time, a farmer is outside, and he looks up, and he sees that. And he says out loud, that is the most incredible sight I have ever seen. Who could have possibly come up with that? And the frog heard it. And the frog said, I did. <laughs> and he spent his winter in Kentucky. <laughs> Had to take credit. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. I do not today have an axe to grind. I am not mad at anyone, but this is what I see in pastoring a church with 1,200 people within it. I see this. Selfishness raises its ugly head time and time and time again. And as a pastor, I enjoy seeing my people happy in life. But I'm going to tell you, happiness and selfishness do not coexist. And I'll just kick that into a different gear. You will never find happiness looking for happiness. Oh, I'm so unhappy. I'm just so unhappy. They're always going to be unhappy. Trying to find happiness, you will never find happiness. It is not in you trying to please yourself and you trying to find happiness. Selfishness will destroy a home, a life, a church, a person's life. Adam and Eve plunged the entire world into sin because of selfishness. The devil put it out there, and they snatched onto it, and they wanted it. Genesis, Lot, looked at the well-watered plains of Sodom, and it was Abraham, the father of the faithful, that should have had whatever, whatever direction he wanted, but instead he said, Lot, you take it. You decide. And Lot should have said, no, I am. that is not my position. That is not my place. You should be the one to decide. But Lot said, I will take this that over there and it led to the ruination of himself and his family samson's ministry was never what it should have been because of selfishness i want that woman 
The very first words we see that Samson uttered in the scriptures is these. I saw a woman, and she was a hot babe. That's what it says in the Hebrew. <laughs> the cure for greed is to give. The cure for selfishness is to serve others. Don't want that to go over your head. The cure for greed is to give. And the cure for selfishness is to serve others. What we need at Orchardville Church is more volunteers. What we need at Centralia Branch is more volunteers. What we need at Fairfield Branch is more volunteers. And you know how that happens? You got to deny yourself. Because I'm too busy, and I'm too this, and I'm too that. And you, I'm telling you, if you think that the people that are volunteering around here are not busy, you are a knucklehead. <laughs> Satan was cast out of heaven because of selfishness. Let me read that. That's in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 14. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? You've been cut down to the ground. You weaken the nations. You said in your heart, listen to me, listen. You said in your heart, I will ascend into the heavens. I, there it is the second time, will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Here it is the third time. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. Here it is the fourth time. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Here it is the fifth time. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Selfishness would rather rule in hell than to serve in heaven. Think about that. That's selfishness. Absalom rebelled against his dad, King David, because of selfishness. I'm not getting my way. I'm being treated badly. The word sin has the word, has the letter what in the middle of it? I. The word pride has the letter what in the middle of it? I. The sin of selfishness will choke you to death. I'm telling you, I'm glad we're in a church where you got to hunt for a seat. I am. And I know when Fairfield Branch opens up, there'll be more seats available, but I'm telling you, I would not be satisfied as a pastor if I didn't want six months down the road people searching for seats again. I'll say it again. I'm glad we're in a church where you've got to hunt for a seat. Preacher, somebody took my seat. No, here's what you should be saying. Thank God I go to a church where so many people and people being saved that I got to hunt for a seat and get here early. That's what you should be saying. Man, they're in, uh, in Seoul, South Korea with uh, Yonggi Cho's church. If you are a tithing member the world's largest church and you're a tithing member when you show up on sunday morning to one of the eight services they have hello you get a red ticket which means stop and you are put in an area where you've got to wait and if you are not a tithe paying member 
you are given a green ticket. And you get to go on in and be seated. And after all of those people are seated, then the people, the tithe-paying members with the red ticket gets to come on in and then take a seat. How well would that play out in the churches of America? <laughs> Not very well. Not well at all. Selfishness is where sin begins. Again, Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Selfishness is a constant search for happiness from without. You all know the song. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my car. <laughs> down in my car. Down in my car. No. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my house. Where? Down in my house. Where? Down in my house. <laughs> I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my bank. Where? Down in my bank. Where? Down in my bank. Sing it with me. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart to stay. <laughs> what a singer. God in his word commands us to love. God in his word commands us to forgive. The reason why? It's something we can do. He wouldn't command us if it was impossible for us to do it. But I want you to think of this. God never commands us to be happy. God shows us how to be happy. Darlene Baltzell, about two or three years ago, she was telling me about a sermon series that every morning she was listening to T.D. Jakes preach. And the sermon series was 80-20. And it was all about the idea of if you are married and you get into a marriage with a 100% idea of how lovey-dovey the marriage is going to be. Sooner or later, the alarm clock of reality rings true in, in a marriage. And he said, if whatever your dream idea of marriage is, he said, if 80-20 comes into play, you will have a great marriage. If what your dream of a, of a marriage is... If 80% of that dream happens and comes true, you have a wonderful marriage. If you're going on vacation and you've got it all mapped out and you've got it all thought out of what my vacation is going to be like, and here's 100% of it. He said if 80% of that happens, you've had a wonderful vacation. 
If on a job, your idea of 100% of what this job's going to be like, if 80% of that works out, you've got a wonderful job. See, anything else sets us up for failure. Anything else sets us up for depression and defeat. Because come on, people, 100%? Mm Mm-mm. After that honeymoon, you wake up the next day and her hair's all messed up and the makeup's all gone. Come on now. (laughs) Right then it goes down to 98%. And then it's... God never commanded Israel to be happy. He showed them how to be happy. Israel had... I want you to catch this. Every single day, they had two things to look forward to, a morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice. Every single week, Israel had something to look forward to. Anybody know what that was called? You do know. Here it is. The Sabbath. Every seven times a year, There was something to look forward to. They were the seven feasts. They were Passover, Feast of First Fruits, Day of Atonement, Feast of the Tabernacles, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Trumpets, and the Feast of Weeks. Something to look forward to. And it was like a huge family get-together with hundreds of thousands of people, if not even numbered perhaps in the millions. Something special once every seventh year. Anyone know what that is? No. The sabbatical year. A year of rest. Now, once every 50 years, something to look forward to. The year of Jubilee. These days were planned. These days were looked forward to happening. God never told them and commanded them, you be happy. No, God said, these are the things that we're going to place in your life and going to help you find happiness within your life and fulfillment. We see us on the calendar. We've got New Year's Day. We've got Valentine's Day. We've got birthday. We've got Easter. We've got Fourth of July. We've got Labor Day. We've got vacations. We've got Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas. Within the structure of Orchardville Church, think of this. We have on special days things to look forward to. There is Easter. There is the 4th of July fireworks extravaganza. And it is an extravaganza, I must say. About twice a year we have the drama team come in. And that's something that we look forward to. We have the parade of ministries once a year. Every third year currently we're opening a new branch. That might kick into high gear later on where it's more closer than that than every third year. We have Angel Tree. The Centralia Branch has the family triathlon. The Orchardville Church has the, has the kids' family day. There is kids' camp. There is teen camp. There is Seeds of Faith camp. There is Vacation Bible School. I ain't done yet. There's the women's conference. There's man camp. There's four combined worship services each year. And then we've got Christmas. Every single one of those is the opposite of selfishness. 
because it takes time, effort, dedication to be able to pull them things off and to make those things happen. I would rather go to Orchardville Church than any church in America. And I, and I, I right now stand here before God saying that, and God knows my heart, and it is true. I'd rather be here than anywhere else. I would rather preach behind this pulpit than any pulpit in America. And not just because I build it. But that's one of the reasons. I would rather live in my double wide than any double wide in America. I'm content. I'm a content guy. with polyester curtains and a redwood deck, and right there's the queen of my double wives. <laughs> See, if my happiness depends upon you loving me, let that sink in. If my happiness depends on you loving me, I may not be happy as much as I should be. But if my happiness depends upon me loving you, I can be happy all I want to be. If my happiness depends upon you bragging on me, there's going to be times I ain't going to be happy at all. But if my happiness depends upon me bragging upon you, I can be happy all I want to be. And you can take this to any area of your life. My happiness does not depend upon somebody giving me attention. But if I am happy when I give someone else attention, I can be happy all I want to be. It gets down to this. I feel more comfortable and I would rather cheer than to be cheered. I would. I would. I find it very uncomfortable when people cheer me on and cheer for me on different occasions. I find that very uncomfortable. I feel real comfortable cheering someone else on. I find more happiness in that. As long as I can reach, as long as I can teach, as long as I can serve, I'm a happy guy. Well, you don't know what he did to me. You don't know what she did to me. It's a choice on how you want to live. It's a choice. It's a choice. And I refuse to let someone else dictate to me how I'm going to live my life. Yeah, but preacher, it's a choice. It's a choice. And Jesus said, if you seek your life, if you seek your way, if you seek your own self-interest, Jesus said, you lose your life. But if you will lose your life for my sake, you will find it. Repeat the title. Selfishness is where sin begins. It's the oldest sin in the universe. And it tripped up the devil. Don't let it trip up you. Father, we thank you, God, for this another opportunity to preach your word. 
And I'm asking and praying, dear Lord, that you would speak by your Holy Spirit to every person that's here. You know the needs. You know what is in the heart of every person. God, I certainly do not. And we know, dear God, we know, dear God, that you are the remedy for what we need. Your word says the heart is deceitfully wicked, and who can know it? Lord, you are who we need. There's someone here this morning. Lord, we know that you are our Savior. But God, we have got to trust in you and then for you to become our Lord. If there's someone here this morning that has not found the joy of that, I'm praying, Lord, that you would speak to them, that you would knock upon that door, and that they would open up. In Jesus' name, amen.
our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.